0: The following story has been brought to you by StoriesToInspire.org. Years ago, I was very lucky. I had a a vacation, Sukkot, and I was in Israel with my sister and one of my younger brothers. And it came Cholamoy at Sukkot. I was, uh, you know, as the older brother, I was looking to take him around a little bit. I took him to Tel Aviv. There was a, a, uh, a museum there. The name of the museum is the Bet HaTfut And this was a historical museum. And what they had there, now again, this goes back 25 years ago. So, you know, then the big thing about this museum was they, what they called in Hebrew the supercomputer. Now, in Hebrew, there's a word for computer, which is machshev, but they didn't call it machshev. They had to spruce it up, you know, for marketing purposes. So they let everybody in Israel know they have a supercomputer. So you'd, get, you'd walk in, you'd get online, and they would give you a time, as if they gave you a five-minute slot of an appointment, and you'd have your time with the supercomputer. Now, we got our time, 2.30 in the afternoon, and we spent the whole morning going around to all the different parts of the museum, and there were many amazing historical things there. Came to 30, We came to the supercomputer, and we came to the supergirl that was sitting by the supercomputer. She was manning it, and she turns to us and she says, listen, the best way to use your five minutes on the computer, tell me your family name. They put in your family name to the computer, and the computer starts to spit out all different types of information, historical information going, dating back to thousands of years, your family roots and famous people in your family and who you came from. And there's really a lot of amazing stuff. Again, 25 years ago, when we didn't have the technology of today, this was a supercomputer, you know, this was, this was heavy stuff. So we were like, wow. Like I looked at my brother and I said, you know, I don't know, uh, Go ahead, uh, put in the Ben Shushan name, let's see what happens. So the computer starts thinking and clicking and clocking and ticking and talking. And it starts, starts spitting out these sheets, one after the next after the next. And I'm looking at my brother like, wow, what's, You know, like we thought we were a simple family. I mean, what already could the computer say? We know our grandparents, we know our great-grandparents. Maybe there was someone in the family years back that got in trouble. Who knows, Wally, you know, finally... The lady rips off the printout and this is the old-day printers where the printout looks like an invoice and it's like literally dotted lines on an itemized bill and she starts going down page after page and she starts telling us your family came from here and they originated from there and it came from this country and then to that country and then they ended up in Morocco and it was it was really amazing it was it was super it was amazing especially for that time and then finally I'll never forget she says Did you ever hear of a Rebbe Yehuda ben Shushan? I looked at my brother. I said, no. Who's that? She says, you never heard of him? I said, no. He lived about a thousand years ago. I said, "Ah, that's why. How would I ever hear of him? She said, but you should have heard. Because he was the one that the Rambam, when the Rambam and his father, Rebbe Maimon, came from Spain after the Inquisition, and they fled Spain, and they came to North Africa, and they spent some time in Morocco, and then later on went to Israel, and then finally to Egypt, where the Rambam ended up residing. He said they came through Rabbi Hudah ben Shushan's house. They stayed by him. Matter of fact, according to this printout, the Rambam had a daughter who married Rabbi Yehudah ben Shushan's son, and they stayed back while the Rambam continued on to Israel. He left over a daughter in Morocco. I looked at my brother, I said, we never heard anything about this. Not from my father, not from my grandmother, who was supposed to be the historian of the family. I said, wow, that's amazing. Well, we go home, we mentioned to my grandmother, Reb Yudad Ben Shushan, yeah, sure. I said, how did you know this? You kept this from us all these years. She says, well, in Morocco, certain towns had a minhag." that on the Ketubah, when they got married, so on the Ketubah, when they would write the name of the Hatan and the Kalah, they would actually write a family tree showing where the family of Hatan came from, where the family of Kalah came from, and they would generally go back a few generations until somebody famous, she says, on my Ketubah, they have the family tree going back to Rebbe and ben Shushan that his son married the Rambam's daughter. I said, how come nobody told us this? This is good stuff for <laughs> We're going to start dating, and people are going to say, who are you? You know, especially in the community. Min Habuk, who's your father? Where did you come from? So I called my father to America, and I said, Abba, how come you never told us? We come from Rebbe Huda Ben Shushan?" He says, of course I told you. I never told you? I said, no. He says, listen, I want to tell you a story about Rebbe Huda ben Shushan and the day he died. I said, okay. He says, you know, over the years, do you remember growing up that every Kippur, you see that I always light a candle right before Yom Kippur starts. I said, yeah. I said, I thought you did that for Yom Kippur. He said, no. I lit a candle for Rebbe Huda ben Shushan, every Yom Kippur. I said, wow, why? He says, listen to this story the pasha, the Arab duke or mayor of the Jewish towns in Morocco at that time really hated Jews. And he made a terrible decree. He made a decree that no longer can there be any synagogues opened in a city or a town that has a mosque. If there's a mosque there, in the presence of the mosque there cannot be any Jewish synagogues no shuls. Now what town didn't have a mosque? Every town had a mosque. Every city, every village had a mosque. Where there ever was Arabs, there was a mosque. And basically it was a decree to justify shutting down all the shuls. And they did, they shut down all the shuls. And it's amazing that basically around that time of the decree, who ends up coming to the shores of Morocco? The Ramba? and his father had Maimon, and the Rambam had that time a daughter, and he came to Morocco, and he resided, and he came to the house of Reb Yudab Shusha. When he found out, when the Rambam found out that all the synagogues, the shuls, they were all shut down. So he says, But, Yamim rosh is coming up in a month. rosh is coming up in only a few weeks, whatever it was. He says, we we, we got to open our shul for Rosh Hashanah Kippur. Well, they didn't know what to do. The Rambam said, I want to open a shul in a basement. Let's open it in your house, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, I, I, I will be more than happy. We'll make the shul in my basement. The whole town somehow or other scrunched into the shul on Rosh Hashanah in the basement clandestine, secret operation without anybody knowing so to speak although the Arabs knew that the Jews went somewhere but they didn't know where and Roshana first day and second day how they did Kiyat Shofar in the silence I don't know how they did it but they got through Roshana came and went they had a beautiful minyan in Rabbi Huda's basement and there was no problems and the Arabs didn't find out where the Rambam told them We're going to do the same thing for Yom Kippur. Ten days later, Yom Kippur, they went down to the basement. They made the minyan. And in the middle of Musaf, on Yom Kippur Day, the doors of the basement break open. And in walks the Arab pasha with his army of men. And he looks around the room, and everybody's face is white. And they know that this is it this is sudden death, they know that this guy was such a Rasha he will kill without any remorse and to go against his decree, this is a death sentence he looks around, Everybody's standing shaking in silence the Rambam and his father was there and the Pasha looks around and says today is your day of mercy today is Yom Kippur I also have mercy I'm only going to kill the person who it was his idea to make this minyan, to make this synagogue. Whose idea was it? If you tell me, he's the only one that will be killed. You don't tell me, I'm going to kill everybody. Just then the Rambam jumps up on his feet. He's about to open his mouth to say, Rebbe Uda Ben Shushan jumps up and screams, This is my house! This is my shul. It was my idea. The Rambam looks at him and says, That's not true. Rabbi Huda says, "Shah, don't talk when your elders are talking. He was older than the Rambam. The Pasha says, Ah, Rabbi Huda, this is your house. It was your idea. This is your shul. He took him in front of the entire shul and they chopped off his head. They decapitated him and killed him on Yom Kippur, Musaf. My father says, that's why I light the candle every year in Kippur. He says, if he would not have opened his mouth, if he would not have jumped, he says, you see that whole set of Rambam on the shelf? There would be no Rambam. He jumped and he took the beating and he got killed. But he saved. He saved that whole kihilah. Amazing. The Rambam felt that that was already I guess enough. And that's after that, they were Meshadech, the kids. But This goes to show you what it is that Hashem demands from us. This is something that Hashem expects from us. You're my children. I expect that you put your neck out for your brothers, for your sisters, no matter who they are, no matter where they come from, no matter what their last name is, no matter what their past was, a Jew is a Jew. That's your brother. That's your sister. Take the beatings for Klal Yisrael. Carry the weight and the burden of the problems of others. Pray for them at least. Learn Torah with vigor to take a beating for the beauty of the Jewish people in a Torah way. These are the secrets to merit our own private Kriyat Those are the moments that we see Yisroot. In those merits, Hashem says, "I'll split the seas of your problems each and every time." Look what you've done for my children. Thank you for listening. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to Inspire. org.